0: Thank you for this day. Now we get to have this great time and worship you and just learn to be strong and courageous as you have but you commanded us to. I pray that we would take your word and put it in our heart. Ask us in your name. Amen. All right, so we're going to be looking at the story of David and Goliath. And before we jump into the story itself, we're going to look a little bit about, oh, well, before we do that, we're going to define the stories about faith. Faith is believing that God will do what he has said he will do, and we know what he has said he will do because he has given it to us in his word. That's where he has spoken us to. So it's believing in God is what faith is. And David had faith in this story. And But before he ever fought Goliath, there was a prophet named Samuel who the Lord sent to go find a new king. Saul, remember we said Saul was the first king of Israel? I think Chloe answered that question right. Um, He had been anointed king, but he disobeyed God, and God was going to have a different king who followed his heart. And so God sent his prophet Samuel to go find the king. And he went to a man named Jesse, and Jesse had all these sons, and he had some big, strong, good-looking sons. And he thought, oh man, these guys, one of them is going to be king. I mean, they look like they could tackle a quarterback. Um, I mean, I think all of us could tackle a quarterback, but not very many of us could do it successfully. But um, anyways, so he's looking at all these men, and he thinks, maybe this strong guy, maybe this handsome looking guy. But God said, told him, he said, he told him, it's not going to be any of these. He said, for the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. And God ended up telling Samuel, David, who was the youngest one who just went and watched the sheep. He went and watched the sheep. He said, he's going to be king because David had the heart God wanted And so what kind of heart did David have? I think if we look at some of the psalms that David wrote, we can understand his heart. In Psalm 15 verses 1 through 2, David wrote, Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle, and who shall dwell in my holy hill? He that walketh uprightly, and worketh righteousness, and speaketh the truth in his heart. You know, abiding in this tabernacle, dwelling in his holy hill, that was a picture of having fellowship with God. You know, they would worship God, or honor God throughout their lives, but that was really signified at the tabernacle um, that Israel had. And David's saying, Those who worship God and honor God and have a right relationship with God, those are the ones that will that abide with God. And at the ending of that verse, he says, They speak truth in their heart. What does it mean to speak truth in your heart? It means to meditate on God's truth. And he also writes in Psalm 119, which Isaiah answered a question. About that one, it's the longest chapter in the Bible. He says, "Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against Thee." Meaning, he, David thought about God's word. He memorized God's word and he meditated on it. And because he knew God's word, he wouldn't sin against God. And it gave him a good heart. You know, when you focus on God's word, it flows out in your actions. It flows out in things like what you say. He also wrote in Psalm seventeen three, "Thou hast proved mine heart." We're talking about heart here again. Thou hast visited me in the night, thou hast tried me, and shalt find nothing. I am purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. This is similar to what Jesus said in Matthew 15, 34 through 35. He tells the people he's talking to, he says, O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things, And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. And Jesus said also, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And so if you treasure God's word in your heart, your actions will follow in line with God's word. And so because David had a good heart, we knew he had God's word in his heart. And We're going to see that in this story. So we're going to start chapter 17 of 1 Samuel. We're going to read verses 1 through 10. Now the Philistines gathered together their armies, the Philistines were Israel's enemy, gathered together their armies to battle, and were gathered together at Shokoth, which belonged to Judah, and pitched between Shokoth and Ezekiah. And some of these names are hard to read. Aphaphisdem Mim. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together, and they pitched by the valley of El Elel, and set battle in array against the Philistines. And the Philistines stood on a mountain. On one side, and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side, and there was a valley between them. And there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines, named Goliath of Gath, whose height was about six cubits in a span. You know, I think I have some pictures. Um, That was David being anointed. Forgot that one. All right, Goliath of Gath. He was big, mean-looking dude. Could definitely tackle a quarterback. Um, And it says he was six cubits in a span. From what I've heard, that's about nine foot nine inches, which is probably much taller than me. Um, Definitely, because I'm only about five foot eleven. So just imagine a few feet taller than me, and really big, so just about the opposite of me. Um, where, Where was it? All right, so he was six cubits in a span, and he had a helmet of brass on his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail. Mail is like small chains linked together to create armor. He was armed with a coat of mail, And the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of brass. And he had greaves of brass upon his legs and a a target of brass between his shoulders. And the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam. And his spear's head weighed 600 shekels of iron and one bearing a shield went before him. And he stood and cried unto the armies of Israel and said to them, Why are ye come out to set your battle in array? Am not I the Philistine and ye servants to Saul? Choose a man for you and let him come down to me. And if he can fight with me and kill me, then we will be our servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then shall ye be our servants and serve us. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. And Goliath stood, and he defied Israel and their armies. But you know, in defying Israel... He was also defying God because God has been the one to promise to keep Israel safe and fight all their battles when they enter the promised land. He's the one who promised to be with them. And he's the Lord was their strength. And if Goliath saying, I can defeat you, when God had said, I will be your strength, and Goliath really saying, I I can defeat your God. He's nothing. Look at me, I'm big and strong. He was prideful and he's arrogant. But in Proverbs 16, 18, we read, Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Well, how did Israel respond to him? In verse 11, it says, When Saul and all Israel heard the words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. You know, why why were they afraid? Do you know why they were afraid? Why? Well, he was a big giant dude. But you know what? God had said in Joshua, the verse verse we learn, both 8 and 9, He said, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate, meditate hiding in your heart therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that has written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have I not commanded thee, you want to say with me? Have I not commanded thee, be strong and of good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, Whithersoever thou goest, Joshua 1 9. All right, so God had promised them that. So if God had promised to be with them and told not to be afraid, then they didn't believe God. And what does it mean to believe God? What did did I say at the beginning was believing God? Having faith. So if Israel did not believe God, it means they didn't have what? Faith. Faith. Israel did not have faith, probably because they were not doing what God had said. He'd said, don't let the law depart out of thy mouth, but meditate on it day and night. Israel wasn't doing that. And so when they saw Goliath, the big guy, they were afraid. But David, he did not fear Goliath. Now we're going to read a lot of scripture here. This is about David. It says, now David was the son of that Ephrathah of Bethlehem of Judea, whose name was Jesse. And he had eight sons. And the man went among men for an old man in the days of Saul. That means David's dad was really old. And the three eldest sons of Jesse went and followed Saul to battle. And the names of his three sons that went to battle were Eliab the firstborn, and next to him Abinadab, and the third Shammah. And David was the youngest, and the three eldest followed Saul. But David went and returned from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. Now, David says David returned from Saul. When Saul was king and he disobeyed God, God's spirit left him, and he was not able to do all the great things he had done before. and it said that even evil spirits would trouble Saul. Well, previously, David used to play the harp when he watched his sheep, and they found David and would bring him to Saul, and David would play his harp and calm Saul down, but Saul would get really crazy and frustrated. And so it says when David returned from Saul, it means that he left his duty to play him the harp and, when, and took care of a sheep. So he returned. From Saul to feed his father's sheep. And the Philistines drew near morning and evening and presented themselves forty days. And they were going and they were defying Israel with Goliath. And Jesse said to David his son, Take now for thy brethren an ether of this parched corn and these ten loaves, and run to the camp of thy brethren, and carry these ten cheeses unto the captain of their thousand, and look how thy brethren fare, and take their pledge. Now Saul and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah fighting the Philistines. And David rose up early in the morning and left the sheep with the keeper and took and went and as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the trench and the host was going forth to fight and shouted for battle. For Israel and the Philistines had put the battle in array against the enemy, army against army. And David left the carriage in the hand of the keeper of the carriage and ran to the army and came and saluted his brethren. And as he talked with them, behold, there came up the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, out of the armies of the Philistines. And spake according to the same words. And David heard them. So David went up to give food to his brothers and the captain. You have a question? Um, is the slide done? Yet? The slide done? Um, let's see what the next slide is. Yeah, you were right. I forget to turn these slides sometimes. Um, anyways. So David went up and to give food to his brothers, and he heard Goliath shouting out and defying Israel. And it said, and all the men of Israel, when they saw him, fled from him and were afraid. And David sees all these men afraid. And the men of Israel said, have ye seen this man that come up surely to defy Israel? He has come up. And it shall be that the man who killeth him, the king will enrich him with great riches and will give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. See, nobody was, a, was willing to go fight Goliath because they were all afraid. And so King Saul, who was too afraid to fight him too, was like, well, maybe I can bribe some people. If you go fight him, I'll give you a bunch of stuff. And uh, so they were like, oh, you want to go fight him? You'd get a lot of stuff if you want to fight him. And your dad's house won't have to pay any taxes and all that kind of fun stuff. But I'm not going to fight him. It's not going to be me because I'm just too weak. He's big and I'm just, I'm just me. Um, yeah, they made all kinds of excuses why they wouldn't fight him. And David spake to the men who stood by, saying, What shall be done to the man that killed the Philistine, and taketh away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And so David's like, wait, what's going to happen? Who's this guy? Because he saw Goliath, and he had faith in God. And David didn't fear anything, because he knew God's with us. If we follow him, he's going to deliver us. And so David sees this one guy who's a big guy, but he knows his God is bigger. He's like, who is this guy who's defying our God? Because David meditated on God's word, and he had, what did David have? He, be, he had faith in God. You're right. As so if he knew God could defeat Goliath, and that people answered him after the manner, saying, so shall it be done that, to the man that killeth him. And they told him all the things the king had promised he would do. And Eliab, his eldest brother, heard when he spake unto them, and, Eliab was, and Eliab's anger was kindled against David. And he said, Why camest thou in hither? And with whom hast thou left a few sheep in the wilderness? I know thy pride and the naughtiness of thy heart. For thou art come down that so thou mayest see us the battle. You know, I kind of have to sympathize with Eliab here because I'm the older brother. And this just seems to be family rivalry where the older children don't like seeing the younger children children get in their business. And he's kind of like, squirt, go home. Stop acting like a hot shot and just go. You can't defeat the guy. Go away. You're making us look bad. Um, And uh, yeah. So side trail here. When you have younger siblings, always have humility because they could be right. Anyways. And David said, what have I now done? Is there not a cause? And he turned from him toward another and spake after the same manner. And the people answered him again after the former manner. And the words were heard, which David spake. They rehearsed them before Saul, and he sent for him. And David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and will fight this Philistine. And Saul said to David, thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth. And he was a man of war from his youth. And David said unto Saul, thy servant kept his father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after them and smote him. And I have another slide before I forget it. He's talking to Saul about the lion and the lamb. He said, I went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he rose against me, I caught him by the beard and smote him and slew him. That would be really cool. Yeah, and to do. He said, thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them seeing as he has defied the armies of the living God. And where am I supposed to stop? 47? Okay, I'm still going. Um, And Saul armed David with his armor, and put a helmet of brass upon his head, and armed him with a coat of mail. And David girded his sword upon his armor, and essayed to go, but he had not proved it. And David said to Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not proved them. And David put them off of him and he took his staff in his hand and chose him five smooth skittles. No, stones. He took five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag, which he had, even with a scrip. and his sling was with his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. What I love here is David talks about being delivered. He said, the God that delivered me out of, from the lion and the bear can deliver me from Goliath. David using the word deliver. You know, if you're being delivered, you're in a circumstance you can't get yourself out of. David's acknowledging his strength is not his own here. He's acknowledging strength is from God. Do you have a question, zai Yes, you can. All right. You have a question? That's a quarterback? A quarterback? <laughs> it's, it's a player in football. All right. Sorry, we're baseball fans here. Football terminally doesn't get sling around my house very much. Anyways, um, where was it going? Lost my place. All right, being delivered. Yes, all right. When you're being delivered, you're being delivered out of a situation you can't save yourself from. David's acknowledging, I couldn't fight that lion. I couldn't fight the bear my own strength, but I was doing my job and God delivered me. I was faithful to do that. He says, I can't defeat Goliath in my own strength, but God can defeat him. And so God, if I go out to fight him, God will deliver me from Goliath, and so he went out, and Saul gave him all this armor, but the armor was too big, and he's like, "I don't even need this because God is the one fighting for me." So he just took his sling and his stone, and he went out to fight Goliath. All right, next slide, and there he is facing Goliath. Verses forty-one through forty-seven, he says, "And the Philistine came and drew near under David, and the man that bare the shield went before him." And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a Ruth and Yeti and a fair countenance. Goliath is expecting the biggest man in all of Israel to come up to him, and David is just this scrawny kid, and he comes up, and, uh, well, maybe he wasn't scrawny, I don't know. But he was small, and he was just a kid, and that's emphasized throughout the chapter. And David, uh, Goliath doesn't like it, he wants a real fight, and he hates somebody, he's like, who are you? And the Philistine said to David, he said, am I a dog that thou comest to me with staves? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. You know, um, interesting here. Goliath came on his own, his own arrogance, thinking he could defeat anybody. And David came with God. And David says that. And then said David to the Philistine, says, thou comest to me with a sword and a spear and a shield Goliath thought his strength and his weapons were enough, and he said, "But I came to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand, and I will smite thee and take thy head from thee and give it to the carcasses of the host, uh, and give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and unto the wild beasts of the earth, and all that is in the air, all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel." And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. David had faith in God, because he knew that the battle was in God's hands. And he came with the name of the Lord. And in Psalm 20, verse 7, David writes, Some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Don't know if he wrote that psalm before or after. I have a feeling it was after, and he probably remembered going out to face Goliath with nothing but, but God with him. And then it said, when it came to pass, the Philistine arose and came and drew to meet David. And David hastened and ran toward the army of the Philistines. I love this here. David, because of his faith, had confidence. He didn't just stay there and waited. Hey, he's getting closer. He's getting No, David went and he ran after Goliath. He had full confidence because he had full faith in God. And you know, what? when you Believe that you're doing what God has told you to do. You will have confidence to do whatever it is and do it boldly. In Romans 12, 11, it says, Do not be slothful in zeal, be fervent in spirit, serve the Lord. And David was in a really bad situation, humanly speaking, because he's the kid. And people, actually, I read that people were typically shorter back then. Um, and Goliath is huge. And humanly speaking, no, David should not have won this battle. He was in a bad situation. You know, God often places us in bad situations, in a world that's falling apart around us. So we look at the impossible threats, but we understand that God has called us to be lights in the world in the midst of all the darkness and to penetrate the darkness with his light that will flow through us. Jesus said, "'Ye are the lights of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house.' Let your light shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. David was a light in a dark place, but he had confidence because he was knowing what God had commanded him to be strong and to be courageous, and he trusted that God would fight for him, and he did. He slung the swell. Let's read what happens. It says, "David ran and no, wait. um, yep, yeah, okay. David ran forward to meet the Philistines." And David put in his, hand, in his hand his bag, and took thence a stone, and slung it, and smote the Philistine in his forehead. that The stone sunk into his forehead, and he fell upon his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone, and he smote the Philistine and slew him. And there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore David ran and stood upon the Philistine, and took his sword, and drew it, and the sheath thereof, and slew him, and cut off his head therewith. And when the Philistines saw their champion was dead, they fled. And the men of Israel rose and shouted and pursued the Philistines until they all came to the valley and at the gates of Ekron. And the wounded of the Philistines fell down by the way to Sheriam, even unto Gath and unto Ekron. And the children of Israel were stern from chasing the Philistines, and they spoiled their tents. So David ran, he slung the stone and killed them, and he took his sword and cut his head off. And when Israel saw that, and when Philistines saw that, Israel saw their God had been faithful with David. And the Philistines saw their big armored champion was defeated, and they ran and they fled, and Israel overcame them. And this isn't in the story, but kind of interesting parallel. The Philistines put their trust in a champion who died, and when he died, nothing happened. Our trust and our faith is in a different champion, a champion who defeated death and who went and gave his life for us. And if we have our faith in him, because he defeated death, we can defeat death and sin and everything else we will face in this life and one day spend eternity with him. But the point of this passage is that God has promised us many promises in his word and has called us to obey the truth because of those promises. And we may face opposition, maybe somebody will call us names or maybe we're scared of people. I don't like approaching people. Um, But, you know, sometimes God has called us to go witness, and that means maybe I have to go and share the gospel with someone if I feel the Lord is calling me to, and that might be scary for me. But if God has promised to be with us, then we need to have courage and put our fears behind us. Remember that the same God who went forward and fulfilled his word to the Israel through David, when David obeyed, will fulfill his word and be with us when we obey to do whatever he's called us to do. So we're going to conclude in prayer now and then have one more song. Dear Lord, thank you for this afternoon, for the message you have given to us in your word about being strong. Help us to be courageous, Lord. Help us to have our faith in you, knowing that you have promised to be with us no matter what we do or what we face, whether that's a trial or whether that's opposition, God. Please give us courage, and may we glorify your name by obeying you. I ask this in your name. Amen.